0: Hello, I'm Neil Moody, editorial hairstylist, YouTuber, Instagrammer, Facebooker, interviewer, etc, etc. And welcome to the second series of my In Bed with Neil Moody podcast. In series one, I interviewed friends and work colleagues from the fashion and beauty industry who are entrepreneurial and also think outside the box. In series two, I'm expanding outside of my industry a little more and I'm subtitling this series, Turning a Corner. While some of my guests are still people in my industry, there will be others featured who I've met through my more recent conversations about mental health after being a guest on Jamie Day's Mantor podcast, Scott Laidler's Healthy Ambition podcast and Jamie Neal's 360 Yourself podcast. Everybody I'm interviewing this time around either chose, were encouraged, or forced to turn a different corner in their lives. For this episode, I'm joined by the amazing Danny Gray, founder of Warpaint. Danny grew up just outside of London and began to suffer from body dysmorphic disorder in his early teenage years. On leaving school, he went from creating his own bouncing castle hire company to becoming a traveling salesman until his mental health issues manifested and began to get in the way. After taking time to try and deal with them, he decided to start a men's makeup line based on the fact from a teenager, he will make up himself to cover up teenage spots. In this interview, Danny talks about his early personal struggles, how he deals with them and how he's gone on to create one of the newest Fastest-growing, influential brands the beauty industry has seen in a while. Plus, he shares his experience about appearing on the BBC TV's Dragons Den. Hi, Danny. Lovely to see you. And you. So let's get straight to it. I just want to quickly run through, like, where you grew up, yeah. what was your childhood like, that kind of stuff, just so that anybody who's listening who doesn't know who you are, we'll, we'll find out. Okay. Yeah. So
1: yeah, Danny Gray. Oh, Daniel Gray. But like, <laughs> I like Danny. Prefer um, Danny. I'm I'm 34. I grew up in a place called Champs and Giles, which is in Buckinghamshire, which is near Beaconsfield, A lot of people know where that is. Yeah. So I yeah, grew up there. Had like a decent childhood. Always been from that area, really. You got brothers sisters? Yeah, I've got one sis- older sister, mm-hmm. and I've got a younger brother. Who's my older sister is a couple of years older than younger brother, who is actually just turned 17. Oh right, So we've right. an age gap. Yeah. yeah. So my dad had a, had him with uh, another another woman right you know, right but I, he's my brother I don't even like to call him my yeah
0: brother, so. yeah you say your childhood was quite normal but then I know obviously one of the the main things that happened to you was that you started getting bullied yeah at school yeah what age was that from so about? that was about
1: I was t- 10 10 mm. 10 to 11 so I was in my middle school yeah it's a bit weird I was like oh you know come out of nowhere if I'm honest it wasn't yeah. like I was I don't know, like I didn't have any friends or anything like that. You mm-hmm. know, I had girlfriends and boyfriends, and out of the blue, I just started getting bullied about my ears. So, yeah. my ears were right angles to my head. Right. Um, and just, uh, they just started taking the mick out of it, really. You mm-hmm. know, and they would do stuff like. So, so
0: it was more like, verbal bullying? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, verbal. And mm-hmm. doing stuff like pulling their ears out. And then, can you remember this, the R. Kelly song, I Believe I Can Fly? Yeah. Um, they, um, they started singing that, um, flapping their ears. Mm-hmm. So, and then that, i happened to listen to an R. Kelly song. Oh, really? Probably a
0: good thing now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, stuff like that was happening. And it just, and off, it, off the back of that, I then
0: started getting an obsession about the way I looked. Right. And obsessing about my ears, how they looked. Uh, so when you say about how you looked, how did, how did that transpire then from what else was starting to... Yeah, look? I just
1: think it was like from the, obviously then my ears... Really noticed them right like before I didn't really take any notice of them, they did stick mm. out a lot, and so I grew my ears, my hair in front of them. And funny enough, that was my last year of middle school, and very quickly, I moved the bullying sort of stopped after a while, right? It didn't keep going because I had people come sort it out. I was going to say, know, How did
0: you retaliate to it? What
1: was your uh, I told my older mates, so I oh. had a lot of older mates who then saw it out and it yeah. stopped instantly do you know what I mean so much so that the mum of one of the boys actually drove around to my mum's house and asked my mum to stop my mates bullying him right because no. they were being quite aggressive mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. but look that's probably not the greatest way to deal with it but that's just was lucky in that position yeah. uh, so it didn't last that long but then when to secondary school and I was like quite you know, I was captain of the school football team. Do you know, no one ever took me out my ears. You know, I had quite like don't call respect, but no one but no one would yeah, do that. Yeah. But it just I was obsessed about my ears, and so right. I put my hair in front of my ears. You mm. know, my hair was quite short on the side. Uh, I'd constantly be pulling my hair in front mm. of my ears mm. like, constantly, and then I started getting acne, which was because then I was obsessed by the way I looked. Yeah, by because my ears, and when I started getting spots. I didn't really have acne;
0: I just had spots that mm. I just. I couldn't deal with that spots, so now I started using makeup. Right, and how was the reaction to you wearing makeup? Because no, no one really knew. Oh, no really? really? Yeah, yeah. Because no. actually, as a thing, it's funny, isn't it? Because wearing makeup as a guy at school could also be something that suddenly people, somebody could decide to pick on you for that. Yeah. So it wasn't
1: like I was wearing a lot. I was right. just using a bit of concealer. Right. At school, I'm like covering if I had some big spots, I was just use my sister's concealer, yeah. and I, it gave me loads of confidence. Right. So you know, help me get out the door. So it's just one I didn't have to worry about my skin. Where yeah. the only thing I worried about then was my ears. And it just got worse and worse growing up. Then I started going out, mm-hmm. like 15, 16. So then having
0: spots and then talking to girls and stuff like Looking back though, would you say the acne was as bad as you think it was no or no way no, right? no. Like, I wouldn't even say I had acne yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. I
1: just had spots like, yeah, most, like most kids do yeah going yeah. through that age but for me it was a big thing it yeah. was a big thing so to have that tool about. To be able to Cover it up was amazing. Mm-hmm. But It's so funny. You look back some of the images, and especially with a flash on, you can see like what can see because I haven't blended it right because right. I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the ears for me were still a, like a massive thing. I actually had my ears pinned back when I was thirteen. Right. So uh, the NHS did it. Actually, mm. funny enough. But back then, the NHS were able to do cosmetic surgery for your buddies, but now they've actually stopped that. I'm they've sorry. stopped that funding. They don't do it. Right. But I had done by the NHS but they didn't go back because I had a new technique done on me mm, mm. where literally they used to pin your ears to the back of your head. What they do now is they pull them back ever so slightly and use the different technique. So mm. they did go back but not as far as I would have liked. So I had, so when I was going through like secondary school, I was still obsessed about them. Mm. And then when I was 19, my mum uh, used her life savings for me to have it done. Right. Because she knew and, how much it was bothering me. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah incredible. Yeah. And then, it's funny, I had, the, I had the bandage on, I had it on before. So yeah. I had the bandage on my head for two weeks. And I was so desperate to look at them. You're not then, to. Oh, I kept pulling them open to look, <laughs> right? Yeah. Eventually, you can literally flick the bandage around my head. It wasn't even like, on. Yeah. I went to the doctor's and he took it off and I cried my eyes out because it was just overworked. Like, it was how they are now. I'm not saying yeah. they're perfect, but no one would know. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, they, look, they look great. <laughs> As <laughs>
1: years true. go. Yeah yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I went and got my hair cut straight away. First time since I was had up head sha- like my hair shaved on the side. Mm. But it's funny how your mind works, right? Because I had that and I was like really happy. And about six months later, I went back to the surgeon right. to ask him to do it again. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm out that. Like from where they are now, yeah. I asked them to go as in like... It like almost like get rid of them sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, and he just went to me. He was such a nice guy, like Dr. Coo, his name was. And he was Daniel... I could take your money and do it, but I'm not going to. He says, they're yeah, perfect. You don't mm. need to. I think that was me. Then after that, I was like, actually, it's probably right. And still mm. for a good few years, I still used to think my ears stuck out. It's only now that I know
0: they don't. Yeah, yeah. And so from that point, when you left school, what did you do after you left school? So when I left school, I left school at 16. So yeah. I'd always
1: been one who wanted to go out. And my dad was an entrepreneur. His brothers yeah. were entrepreneurs.
0: What did they do? Uh,
1: so my dad owned a car business. Mm. So he owned like a leasing business, uh, which grew quite quickly. Yeah. And then his brothers, one was a building firm, very big. And then the other guy was, he actually was the first guy to do, you know, meat packaging with air up Oh, yeah. Air packaging yeah. with the yeah. plastic. Like he was one of the first to do that. So he made a fortune. And wow. that as well. Yeah. Not, my dad was a mega rich once growing up, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not that, but later on, he, he did all right. Um, so i always like, I wanted to leave. Uh, school got all right, GCSEs. Um, I didn't think I was meant to get good GCSEs, it's funny. So I got my results, I called my dad up, and I was like, oh, I've got this. And he went, Have you picked up the wrong results? <laughs> I swear <laughs> on my life, that that's what he was like. And then, so I went to sixth form, I didn't put pen on paper for two months mm. because I, I was told to go to sixth form because of my results. And I, I was like, I can't do it, I need to get out. So I left and then I started, but this is quite funny. Between 16 and 18, I started a bouncy castle company.
0: A what? A bouncing, bouncing castle. castle business. Yeah. Oh my god, how brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, when I was. wish six... I'd known you then. I love that. <laughs> Do you know what? They're wicked, though,
1: because the movie I bought three bouncing castles for 900 quid when I was 16, couldn't even drive. Yeah. And I uh, did some leaflets, and this was before internet. You know, but, which is mad. Like, just did some leafleting and stuff, and then started getting bookings every week. And then my dad gave me a van to right. use, but I can drive. I mm. will do the local ones, <laughs> but like, I'll get my mate to do like big ones. And eventually, I was doing like three, four bookings, five bookings, six bookings a week, Or right. weekends. You know, at sixteen, I was earning like five hundred a, a week, cash. I me you know, it's and a lot of money. I know, crazy, crazy. And then, so I did that, and then when I left school, I actually started, to just went to work with my dad, from the bottom, the valeting cars. So I've been doing that really since I was 16, balloting. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that for my dad, then on the weekends, as well as doing the uh, Bouncy Castle thing, I'll do my own private valeting. Mm-hmm. So it's always very entrepreneurial. Yeah. Sold, and then eventually sold all the Bouncy Castle and everything, made a little bit of money, and went travelling mm-hmm. for a little while. Oh, where did you go travelling then? It was me and three mates. We went all around the classic Thailand. Miss soon, by two days. Wow, that's yeah. Wild. Literally by two days, did all of that. Australia, Fiji, mm-hmm. incredible. And then come back and then got a, a real job. Yeah, Same. a real yeah. job. <laughs> yeah.
0: And on that, when you were travelling though, how were you then mentally? How were you feeling about it? Not
1: too. I was actually not too bad. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as bad. I was still. Do you know what? I, it sort of died down after I had my spin back in that. And I mm-hmm. wasn't as wide. It was like. My mid twenties, it started getting really bad again. Yeah,
0: because I remember when we spoke on the phone the other day, you mentioned to me about how you suddenly started to get paranoid about your hairline. Oh god, terrible. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I, it was weird. Like, so it obviously died down a bit, and then it just started manifesting itself in a different way. Right. So I started. Did you know what it was then, or were you just no? Thinking you I just, just having a bit of a yeah. Like, I always then was worried about how I was presented, right? No. So I always, I have always wanted to. I know it's really weird. If I don't feel right when I'm getting ready, I won't f- do well in a day. Mm-hmm. So it did take me a long time to get ready, always. Yeah. Always. And it wasn't... People would think it would be a vanity thing, but it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I'd look at myself and think, oh it's disgusting. Like, right. constantly. Mm-hmm. So um, a bit of self-hate, in a way. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I'd be like... You know, when I was young, I got into a few fights and stuff like that. As you mm-hmm. do, I played football, broke my nose a few times, so my nose wasn't straight. Do you know what I'm obsessed about that? Mm-hmm. So that, I was always like that conscious and took me a long time like, sometimes before I went out three hours to get ready wow. you know my mates would be downstairs waiting but yeah. they would never be like hurry up Yeah.
0: Mm. Never
1: because I just knew I'm not doing yeah. it for.
0: they accepted yeah and your... that's what's wicked
1: sometimes about your mates you know what I mean yeah. like, yes I've always been like that and like sometimes it would get so frustrating getting ready because anything I try and I don't like my hair I could spend an hour and a half on my hair hour and a half Doing okay. My hair. What did you do to it? Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. I it's almost like it's just crazy, obsessive. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't realise I had anything wrong then mm. at all. And then I started thinking that I was losing my hair. Right. So my hair was ever slightly receded. Well, it wasn't even receded because I looked at pictures when I was nineteen. It was my hairline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I looked at the corner and went, "Oh my god, it's not perfectly straight." Mm. And I can remember doing. I can remember one day going like, "Oh, is that not perfect?" And then for two years, mm-hmm. I obsessed about him, And right. it got so bad that it was every minute mm-hmm. of every day consuming my life. Yeah. Like, I'll be talking, I'll be sitting here mm-hmm. talking to you Neil, and I'll just be looking at your hair. Right. I'll be like, right, how old is he? Like, how much hair has he lost? Right? Mm. He still got
0: hair left. Like, is that do you want to know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've lost a bit. No, but no, still, but still, yeah. don't you still hair you
1: still looks <laughs> you know what I mean? But because mm. you've lost a little bit, hair, mm. but it doesn't mean you're gonna lose all your hair. Do you know. So I'm, no. I'm thinking, I'm trying to like reassure myself in my head. Yeah. Like, Dan, you're not gonna lose your hair.
0: Mm. Where if you look, what well, my hair is up, it's you've got loads of it I'm a hairdresser so let
1: me analyse this oh my god you've got it's so thick it's ridiculous yeah it's literally ridiculous so I I had no issue I wasn't going to lose my hair but in my eyes I'm I'm losing my hair yeah and it was every I can't even tell you like every every time I watch TV that's what I look at every time Mm. I walk down the road that's what I look at I'll be good I know everything about hair loss Everything, yeah, yeah, you know more than I I'd do. I do, yeah. pr- I promise you, I mm-hmm. do. And then, um, eventually, I I come in, I spoke like, a few people knew I was struggling with it. And I come in, I was, I was drunk, it was like three o'clock when I spoke to my mother in law, got her out of bed, and just was like, I literally can't cope. Like, people don't understand. How so, much you were married be, by this, point. no? So, when I say mother in law, it's my missus, but okay. I've been with her for like okay. 10 years, but you're not married, no. no, okay, but yeah, I literally just said to her. Can't cope. I mm. oh, said, so it's. I'd like, no one really knows, but because I literally can cope so I break down. So it's every. I can't. It's consuming everything. So mm. it's stopping everything I do, you know. And then I'll drive, for an example, for an hour yeah. to or from work when I used to work. And I can't even remember driving because mm. all I'm doing is looking in the rear view mirror. That's mm. mad, isn't it? And eventually, it yeah. wasn't so bad. I'll, I'll punch my rear view mirror off my car, any right. car ad, mm. because I've got. I can't. Like, you I just, don't want to see. Yeah, yeah. because otherwise I'll be like that, literally, like leaning up against it the yeah. whole way. So, yeah, that, that was pretty bad. And
0: what were you doing work wise at that point? I was, was actually yeah. working
1: for a company selling audio equipment into the home cinema arena, right. but I was traveling in the world doing it. Mm. Like, I was, I was setting up distribution networks across the world, and, You know, great, like 38 countries, 38 long haul flights in a year. Yeah. You know, doing quite well, at it always had this underlying thing. Um, about was it, it affecting your
0: work in any way? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It affected it, Like because if I was in a bad way about it, the anxiety was. Mm. I'm sure you. Well, you all know it's like up to your neck in it. Yeah, it's like you can't breathe, and then you're not you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You're not the real person. Mm. So if I was going out or I had to see a customer or something like that, Mm. like I had to feel right before I went out, and sometimes that could take forever or not, and then Mm. I'd just be so anxious and unbelievable.
0: Yeah, wow. And so, at what point did you did you go and get help? Um, Then after you spoke to your mother-in-law. Where did that sure. go from there?
1: Do you know what I think?
0: That was the first time I felt like
1: it relief a little bit because letting let
0: somebody know. Yeah, because like, yeah. I think everyone knew I had a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, of course, they did. It's difficult not to see it. Yes. But me, just to go, laugh, I mean, it's worse than you think. Mm-hmm. It's worse than everyone knows. I just say you don't understand what my head's like, mm-hmm. like how it's. You know, my, my other half knew about it, mm-hmm. and she was amazing. Like she's very. Um, she's got slight issues like it as well, but she's very understanding and helps mm. me. So talking about it really helped. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then dealing with it, you just have to deal with it, start dealing with it and understanding. it. Then, you know, like, booking my missus, they booked me appointments to go and see a hair specialist. Right. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I went and saw them, and they're like, you are not losing your hair. Mm. You know, they said, like, oh, we can't... And
0: did you believe them?
1: It was nice to hear that, because yeah. they do all your family history, right? So they're uh-huh. like, oh, what about your... Your dad, I'm yeah. like, he's 60, full head of hair. What about his mum's 70, full head of hair? What about your mum's dad? Yeah. 82, he's got a full head of hair. They're like, and they looked at my yeah. hair and they said, Your hair's, they did like a test, it's as thick as you'll ever get. Mm-hmm. You can't get thicker than your hair. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit like, I still had the procedure, don't know. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just a straight hairline at the front. Right. But they said it's the smallest procedure they have ever done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But they were like, yeah, yeah it's going to make you feel better. And it did. It did, Oh yeah. my God, mate. Yeah. I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, now it's not a problem. I yeah. don't worry about it at all because mm-hmm. it was just annoying me that it went back slightly. Yeah. So for me to, I think that's what it is. I think if you can use some tools to help you deal with stuff, yeah. I'm like, why not? Mm-hmm. And this is the whole thing with what I've created with yeah. pain is mm-hmm. about I use I've used makeup for twenty years. Yeah,
0: because I've met I I used to uh, be an ambassador for um, it's a supplement company called Viviscal, and they created the supplement, and it's for to create promote healthy hair growth, but it's used a lot for thinning hair and things like that. And I've sat on a round table thing with them, and I've, they had like a guy who was a trichologist. They had a guy who did um, you know the hair transplants and everything, and it was really interesting to talk. And hear who they say comes to see them. And how long ago was this? Probably about five years yeah. ago. We did this. I bet it's changed a lot now. It if probably you has in that already. In that yeah, city, uh, it's but it was like they because Viva Scal wanted to have this discussion about why people are so concerned about. You know, hair loss and things like that, and why it affects people so much. And they wanted my point of view as a hairdresser dealing with people, you know, doing somebody's hair. And then yeah. go, and, and it's funny how I bet you had that quite a lot, did you? Like people say, "Oh God, all, all the time." What am I going to do about it? Yeah. All the time. But what was interesting with this guy who did the transplants was he was said, I think it was something like eighty percent of the clients were men. And he said, but there is a problem with women as well. Of course there is. Yeah, yeah. but he said, you know, and he said, but what's interesting is a lot of the men come in with images of themselves 20 years previous and he said because I was like do they bring in somebody that they you know kind of go I want to look like him and yeah. he was like no not at all he said it's actually they just want their old hair back yeah. so and I was like "God, that's really interesting actually that as a thing that's what people are thinking of the Wayne Rooney thing was massive yes yeah? so yeah. Wayne Rooney had this done in two thousand eleven. so yeah. I know everything about everything a hair
1: transplant <laughs> I know about DHT I know about different procedures it became more mainstream more etc like now it's like, you don't have It's wicked. Where mm. 10 years ago, it would be like, oh, can you remember those plugs? Yeah. Yeah, like when plugs, like, it'd be like, oh my God, he's what's he doing? Mm. Yeah. When now, you have a conversation with someone. Like, the, all my mates are like, damn, where did you get it done? Yeah. You know, the, the whole shift of momentum's changed. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's accepted now. It's almost like, you know, like breast enlargements. Yeah. You know, this is the hair transplant now, where,
0: mm.
1: and they're so good now. Mm. You know, no, I've never, ever had one person ever notice, and you never would. Oh, do you know what? As a hairdresser,
0: if you hadn't you told me, I wouldn't have you, known. I've, well. I've
1: had hairdressers, every hairdresser I've um, in the barbers, no, no one's ever picked out. Yeah, it's quite
0: amazing. So tell us about war paint then. Yeah. How did that come about? How did it yeah, so... Because you're flying the world doing your audio um, stuff, aren't you? So you get the hair transplant done. Yeah. And then, obviously, you said you felt better after you had that done, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, hard. where? what's the point where you suddenly went, you know what? I want to do this. <laughs> do you know... What, Were you still wearing makeup, by the way? Oh, I've worn it for
1: 20 years. Right. Since I've Literally, since I was 14. Oh, okay. So you never stopped. I'm 34, yeah. yeah. I've never stopped wearing makeup.
0: Yeah.
1: I've always known that there was a big market out there mm. of men who wear a nick- nip of a half makeup, mm-hmm. uh, don't feel comfortable about buying a brand, because every band's always been targeted to women yeah. or there was a lot of men out there who suffered like I did not even suffered would benefit massively by being able to purchase makeup mm. and use it and seeing the benefits of it yeah Yeah. so it was literally about three years ago I've been banging on about this for a long time mm. and my best mate on the golf course was like damn like just do it mm. like, do you know what I mean he says you're so passionate about it just do it like, I literally got off the golf course called my cousin and was like I need to go a website I right. saw him the next day mm. and then it snowballed from there and I was doing it part-time as I um, I was then working for a decent company. I was doing it at the same time, investing my own money in the beginning.
0: Did you know where to go? Like, no, no,
1: no, no, no. I'm not from the cosmetic industry. Yeah, but, um, I was going to say, so did, how did you find out? Do you know what? I think it's quite, sometimes I think that's quite good though, not to be in a certain industry because you can be, you have blinkers or yeah. you can already be into like, this is how it's got to be, a mm. brand, where I came from. Well, I know what I want as a, you know, 28-year-old male, yeah. oh, male, male at the time. or a 29-year-old male 30-year-old male at the time. What do I want in the makeup and the brand? Mm-hmm. So I had to literally go away, find out about building a website, building a brand, then finding...
0: Manufacturers. Manufacturing was a nightmare.
1: Yeah. You know, I went through four different manufacturers abroad, UK-based, but I wanted to be in the UK. Yeah. Found one I really want to speak to, to be three months in the door with them. I just wouldn't mm. even get... Me it's hard there. in the UK, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I did a,
0: had my own hair brand. Yeah. And we did the same thing. We wanted it all to be UK-based. And tough. it's amazing how tough it is. Cost, it. for one. And yeah. they won't look
1: at you unless you do, you're your able to spend a lot of money. So yeah. when you saw them, what
0: did you say to them? What was your thing? This yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know?
1: I had to pitch, like, what I was... Look, I want to create a, a, a makeup brand. Yeah. Told my story, and I just want to create a brand that I would feel comfortable buying, Mm. you know, and reach uh, and hopefully open up the whole discussion about men and makeup a bit more widespread. Yeah, because traditionally men have worn makeup, you know, back in the day, like it was commonplace, but I don't think now it's a trend, it'll be just normal. Yeah, you know, like the homosexual market, Mm -hmm. it's been very, I know, just accepting for them to be able Mm -hmm. to wear makeup, which is great. Yeah, but you know, there's a, a huge audience of straight males who potentially feel they're not comfortable in buying a female brand yeah, because they're yeah. just not in that world. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we've got a huge I mean, social market customer base huge mm-hmm. but that other audience over here, I don't think they would ever feel comfortable buying a, because I knew I wasn't mm-hmm. you know, I'm walking to a store and buying you know, a female product. i have yeah. always been targeted to females even though they say, we're a gender neutral brand. Yeah. You can know, go on their website and try and find out something good, like how to apply is women with loads of makeup on. Yeah. And scare the life out of men. Yeah. Go into the department store, you go up to a counter, there's a girl with a lot of makeup. Yeah, yeah. the guy's never gonna to want to do that. Yeah. There's, there's not also
0: be. no guys in the advertising or anything, no. is there?
1: Anyway. No, there, there isn't. And um. that's the pro- or simplifying makeup, which we mm. do. Mm. So, anyway, that was my pitch to them. And they're like, Yeah, sort of like, okay, yeah, no, get it, get it. And then, um, yeah, we just started from there. Sourced all of the product, as in the componentry, mm-hmm. ourselves as well, because of cost. All the design was done in house, mm-hmm. everything. Because
0: it's, it's vegan, isn't it?
1: Yeah, vegan yeah. and cruelty free. Yeah. Uh, so that was important for me, just to be cruelty yeah. free. It took about 18 months to get yeah. everything together. That's a lot of money
0: as well. Oh, I know about that. <laughs> but that's,
1: it's, it's always more than you expect. Yeah, you're like, uh, what's... Uh, more what, than your plan? So
0: what, <laughs> what have I got to... Uh,
1: what's my, How much have I... What's your minimum order quantity? They're yeah. like, oh, okay, well, look, what we can do, we can get it down because you're new to, to this. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. what, per... Sh- for everything? No, per shade. Yeah. you I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God. You know, go and do the numbers and you're like, I need some more money. Yeah, yeah. You know? And we did all sorts of stuff. I tested the market with buying product in from abroad, putting a sticker on it. Right. going out and say, what do you think about this brand? People gave us really good feedback about oh, really? it. Where did you go to do that? Just online. We went to London. We did like online polling of like our brand against traditional female products. Mm. And we were getting returns of like, you know, we were been incognito as well how we put it out there. So, mm. but like 96% of men chose our product over Mac. Mm. You know, in terms of design and aesthetics and stuff and how it looks, what would yeah. you pick up on the shelf? Yeah. And obviously the name as well, Warpaint. It yeah. was something i have been having on my mind for a long time, but it took about 18 months to get all this together, all tested, and we launched on the 1st of November last year, uh, uh,
0: 2018. 18, right, so yeah, nearly two years old then, since the, you launched. No, just over a year. Oh yeah, God, sorry, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so just over a year. Yeah. And it's been So the development time was what? I
1: mean, 18
0: months. 18 months, yeah.
1: 18 months, yeah. yeah. Or for, when I say development, like building the brand behind yeah. the scenes, yeah. so much. Getting in money investment, uh, you yeah. know. I had a girl working me on there full time from the beginning as well, mm-hmm. that's what I did. So, and then I gave up my job in September 18, yeah, to do it full time, uh, mm-hmm. banking that <laughs> we hadn't had one sale, you know, yeah. and then launched on the first November, and then sales just went well.
0: So, how did you launch it
1: online? Oh, just, just yeah, online, online. and we yeah. did. Did social you do any PR or, no, or anything, social but.
0: advertising. Like, we had, didn't have the budget to do PR, yeah. So, huge, right? yeah, so yeah.
1: we just did social advertising. And it's weird, we just started getting people ordering straight away and getting the brand, getting mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then we got a lot of media attention quite quickly as yeah. well, which obviously helps the brand. We, we got negative feedback as well, yeah. I really want to talk to you about that in a minute, yeah. actually. Where did the name come from? Wall paint. Uh, do you know what? Someone said it to me years ago, like, oh. I'm so I can't remember what, it was a woman and mm. she said, I'll oh, put on the wall got sap on some wallpapers that's what they used to say. Yeah, yeah. And I was I've like, What, what a name, that? what's a name and I was like, That's what I call it. Yeah. And it's funny, so when we went for the trademark, this was in Dragon's Den, they, they um the assessors turned it down. Yeah. Because it was too much of a slang. Really? For war, for makeup. So you oh, can't no. trademark Slammed effectively, right? Uh, but we went back and argued the case with lawyers and mm. said, "This is what wallpaper actually means." And they, oh, have yeah. it. So that's why I think no one trademarked it before because yeah. it, got, it got turned down. Yeah. So we made secure the trademark in the UK, Europe, and just got it in the US as well. Mm.
0: Amazing. And so you launched just yeah. online. Yeah. Started getting traction from that. Started getting media attention. Yeah. And so, at what point did you then go? I'm going to go on Dragons Den. Uh, (laughs) do you know what because do do you know what I have to say when I watched you on Dragon's Den I was like he's braver than I am I don't know if I could go and stand in front of them lot do
1: you you know what the whole thing about men's like there has been men's makeup brands around before Mm. I don't think anyone's really made Mm. a splash or tried to be quiet Comp- like, this needs to be talked about or make a
0: big impact. It's never been mainstream, I don't think. No. That's the thing. Because I remember years ago, uh, I think it was Jean-Paul Gaultier did. Oh, yeah. Make-up. It was like 15 years ago, when it? Yeah. And it like yeah. yeah. It was like too early. Yeah. Way too early. But, you know, the products were very, you know, it was like a clear mascara and things like that. And you, in the end, I remember thinking, I'm not quite sure what this is for, really. Yeah,
1: and, it would, and you're exactly right. Mm. you exactly right. And packaging as well, how it looks, it just it wasn't really the right ways to do it and when I launched I went to launch with uh, we are breaking stereotypes massively mm. when I started launched the brand so our marketing and models we use were completely not what's used in the market you know <laughs> like, like they are normally clean cut and yeah. quite, uh, I don't know potentially feminine looking men yeah. who they were using as models yeah. where we went aggressively masculine you know mm. the new back then in 2000 a year ago or so like a lot of tattoos and so all up the neck was on trend, so yeah. we went with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we got quite a bit of attention from him.
0: Very unstereotypical kind yeah. of guy that would wear makeup, right? and that's what I wanted yeah. to do
1: was be like, no, actually, yeah. like, and really push it. Yeah. It's quite funny. We started doing that three, four months later. All the other brands started doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dragons then came about. Obviously, Dragons then I knew would be a great platform. Yeah, uh, and at the time because the business we did get a lot of interest. I knew that grow potentially quite quickly and we might need further investment so mm. did the application uh, and quite quickly got a response yeah. and saying can you come straight in so I have to go to London mm. do like it's weird you have to do like a mock interview and stuff like that Yeah, and then they were like yeah we want you to be on the show scored it and that was in like June
0: July right oh, so it's quite quick were you crapping yourself
1: <laughs> yeah because you're
0: quite scared do you know what I'm going to have to say Deborah Meaden scares the fuck out oh, of me oh no she, <laughs> she was she was the nicest one mate was she yeah she was lovely wow so, but do
1: you know what? People ask me, so you're nervous. I was, don't get me wrong. Like, mm. When you turn up in the morning, like it's the whole day. Mm. My belly was going bad. But <laughs> you know, I've been a salesman before, and I've pitched. Like, when I was travelling, I've, I've done a lot of presentations from a lot of people. Yeah, so you've got a good grand you know for that. Do you know what it is? Like, if you believe in your product, and I oh, I say, if you're as a, a salesman, in a way, if you can tell the future, mm. so you've got an answer for every question, that's going to be brought up. There's no reason, real reason to be nervous about yeah. it. But obviously, walking in there, Jesus, like in the lift <laughs> yeah. before. Oh, my God. My. Especially when the lifts count, like one, two, three to go up. Yeah. Honestly, it was like. And then you, oh, oh, yeah. Then you walk in, and I'm trying to smile, and they're deadpan. Yeah. They're like <laughs> deadpan. And then um, they try to sort of go at me a little bit at the beginning. We didn't really get anywhere. And then after about 10 minutes, I was in there an hour and 40 minutes. Right. And it was uh, just positive. It mm. was amazing. You know, it was really... When I say just positive, they were quizzing me about numbers, yeah, projections. But because I, I, you know, I had them off, they don't offer showing that in the show because yeah. it's... Because
0: it's you do see them asking people that, don't they? And people just literally crumble because yeah. they haven't really got all their stuff together or they don't really know the numbers and that's when you yeah. watch them crush people well, you no, expect us to invest in this you don't even know how much you make it or yeah, I how can't, much you, you know.
1: I think it's quite like nice, I don't know why people do that. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's a lot to do with nerves, if Yeah, I'm honest. Yeah. Uh but yeah I managed to to from, oh, just just get through those yeah. sort of questions and yeah. then it was it was really positive but received. You
0: had quite an idea of who you would like to invest, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was saying
1: uh Peter Jones and Tage. I
0: said Tage and Peter. Yeah.
1: And, that's, um, and then I got all five. Said, oh, yeah. you can say
0: amazingly, you've got all five. Yeah, and then
1: I'm standing there going, it my head, I'm like, then I start panicking, like, what, how, what do I do? Because I did, I, honestly, I know people say it's so cheesy. I didn't expect it, especially for mm. what we're doing. Mm. And then I was like, oh, right, so how am I going to manage this? So I went away and thought, right, go back at them and ask them what they're going to mm. bring.
0: And how long did you get to go and think about it? Oh, as long as you want, really. Oh, really? seven edit, but
1: I was only there for like a minute in the back. Yeah. And then um, yeah. I come back and... I was talking to Peter and Taze and they joined up.
0: Yeah. And
1: then everyone else started joining up. And, like, I'll be honest, I was knackered at this mm-hmm. point because it's, you know, it's draining. Yeah. So I sort of said, and You see me sort of saying, Look, Taze and Peter were the ones I really wanted to go with. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even bother letting them join up because yeah. I didn't want to go through that whole thing. And then we just concentrated on Taze and Peter and obviously we had the negotiation. Yeah. Which, yeah. Went,
0: no. which you did brilliantly, by Brilliant. the way. Taze. I mean, I was so impressed. I was like, I don't know, you really bartered with them, did yeah, you? Yeah. Really? Do, do you know what it was? I did, Again, it's not.
1: I don't. I didn't want to ever come across arrogant at all. No, I it. don't think you did. I was just confident that you know we've got a brand, we've done, we had good traction. Mm. You know, the market's there. It's a new emerging market. Like what they twenty percent outrageous really yeah. for what I mm. wanted to offer. So I was not confident they would come down, but I was just like, I'm not going to give away more than business. That I'm you Yeah, with. So, major mind up. Yeah, and yeah. I was literally like, that, that's it. You know, yeah. and when you're when you've got that mindset, you know, and I don't think they would have given it. I don't know, I was, it was a gamble, but I was like... Mm. Yeah, so. Well, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> That's it, yeah. That's yeah. Cool.
0: Do you know what was brilliant, actually? I actually wrote, I've written this down, I've put, you've got Deborah Meaden to laugh. Oh, <laughs> she you know, laughed a few she, times. She, yeah, I I've been got got wink. I don't remember, because mm. in, the,
1: in the preview the previous week, to the show, obviously I'm watching it, yeah. and it says next week, and I'll give a little wink like that, on the preview for next week, I'm like, oh, and Deborah, meeting. Oh, I hope that wasn't me." And laughs. Right. And I was like, oh, "I can't even remember. We don't that remember me. doing that." No. Yes. no. Yeah. And she, but she was so nice. Mm. They can like. She said some lovely things to yeah. me. Like, really like.
0: She loved the product actually. Yeah, she? she
1: loved the actual product itself. But the thing is, what you don't see, they take a lot of time.
0: Yeah. Testing
1: it and like sort of asking you about it, but they cut a lot of it out. Like mm. Deborah was just being. Yeah. She was real, honestly, she was so nice about everything and about. She wasn't just trying to sell me something she was like you could do this because of how nice she was would you have were you in, in your head considering yeah yeah with her? I was yeah but then do you yeah. know what was a difficult It was that once Tange and Peter went together I was like well yeah." If, do you know what I mean
0: like even Deborah and someone else isn't mm. going to be as strong as and Peter mm. um, and how involved are they in the business now? because I um a few years ago, uh, I don't know if you know. You know the magazine Wonderland. Yes, yeah. Yes. So Hugh Guider, who owns Wonderland, he went on to Dragon's Den to get the money for that. Okay. And when it launched, myself and a friend of mine, who's a makeup artist, we were asked to be the beauty editors on the magazine. Right. Okay. So we were the edit beauty editors right from the start, and it's funny because I remember saying to Hugh, like, you know, how
1: amazing
0: how much is I think Peter Peter Jones invested in it, and he was like kind of get left alone, really. He doesn't really get that involved. And he said, I thought he might get more involved, but, you know, he said he's just kind well, of leaving us to it in a way. Yeah. But he said he's there if we need him, kind of thing. It's not like he's not like he's not bothered.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're not involved at all in the business, and the reason that is because we just didn't do the deal in the end. Oh, right. Yeah. Why was that? I just... sometimes like, Do you know what it is? Investment. That's what it was. We did an investment round. Yeah. And, like, if you just have one, one option as your investment you a fool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where, so I was talking to a lot of people prior going to that show and afterwards as well yeah. and even before it got aired. Mm. You know, So we decided as a business that we wanted to move it forward on our own and yeah. try and get in the next 6 to 12 months. No, nothing about them, those two individually or anything. It was just you know, a decision we made. So
0: Interesting that that happened but they still put you on the show. I guess they just thought they it do. was good TV to, for you to be on there. Well, interesting fact
1: for you, about 50% of them never happened. So... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. really? I can tell you that as well, because I've read that in quite a few <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, exactly, Right? Yeah, that is out there. Because it is genuinely an investment mm. on a handshake, you
0: right. know? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you've got to think yeah. that stuff
1: can happen. And it's both ways, you know? Like, due mm. diligence can be done by them. Back yeah. then, then they go, well, actually, you told us you did 100 grand a sale, and you've only done 30 grand. Yeah. know, it's yeah, no, not real. Yeah. You know, because they... they it is genuinely pretty much the first time they see the, mm. g- the business die. Yeah. They... You're not, and you're not in there for 15 minutes, You but they can't clean all the information at once. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so where where is it sold
0: now? So you've got it obviously online.
1: Online. just launched Harvey
0: Nichols. Right.
1: So, in every store. Launched in Gerald's Department Store, which is a 250-yard uh, Department Store in Norwich. So, East Angler, because we had no one there. Yeah. Yeah, and internationally yeah. as well. So, yeah. we've got... Um, Do you get a lot
0: of international orders?
1: Yeah. So, we've shipped to 70 countries. Wow. So online. Massive. Massive, yeah. So it's a huge split as well. Like the US yeah. is our actually strongest market. Mm. Then the UK, then it's split across Europe. Uh, then it's like uh, Australia, believe it or not. It's a huge market for us. Mm. Then uh, split across Europe. So we're not even selling into Asia actually we're not even targeting that. But yeah, yeah 70 countries we shipped Oh, do you know what? That we are go massive in Asia. Oh, massive. <laughs> we've already got
0: so many men wear makeup
1: there. Yeah, it's because we're not targeting yeah. that at the minute, but we've just secured a really good deal with a huge... Very influential distributor in Japan. Great. So, and yeah. we've got other. We've been to very like people. I'm just mad like how my life's changed for like when we launched. Like sort of people we're talking to now, CEOs of massive companies mm-hmm. like recognised globally mm-hmm. who who are who are want the brand. Yeah, which is amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what main thing I want to do is just make this mainstream, mm-hmm. not necessarily brand. Honestly, it's just. Get men's makeup out there because I know how many people it can help. Yeah. And it's not all about I want to help the world. Yeah, it's just I just know that if you put it out there for men, mm. they're going to use it. Yeah, you know that. And so I always use this analogy. I haven't done this yet, and I should do. If you ask hundred men who've got a massive spot on the end of their nose, are you conscious about it? Mm. What do you reckon? Ninety five percent are going to see I'd say. I'd say hundred. <laughs> yeah. But they are, yeah. Do you know I mean? Yeah. Even if they're like, oh, actually I don't care, that's so rare. So mm. to be able to give them something where they would necessarily never thought about using it.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's so powerful. Yeah, really powerful. So how many products are in the line? We've got 19 SKUs mm-hmm. at the minute. I we just about to launch another three. So the main products are concealer. So when I launched, I wanted to launch a basic products: so yeah. concealer foundation. What did you launch with? What was your... Concealer foundation, tinted moisturizer, mm-hmm. and a bronzer. Right. And then a couple of applicators, so a sponge and a brush. Mm-hmm. We've added an anti-shine. We've added a new brush that mm-hmm. I've actually designed myself from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing like on the market. We're just about to launch a primer, a remover as well in the next month. So there's a lot of other men's bands out there that just do a concealer. Yeah. You know, it's almost it's almost like an afterthought where these are all, I've designed all these products myself.
0: Mm. And are they, in terms of the... Colours, yeah. So, how big is the color? So, we only launched with five colors. Two reasons one, money Mm.
1: you know, like what's what people understand. We got a bit of backlash about oh, well, Fenty have got 50 shades. I'm like, yeah, but Fenty have got got billions, loads of cash, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the joke, you know. And we started with five. The other thing I didn't want to do if i have 40 shades, men will turn off straight away. Mm. You know, and I wanted to keep it so simple. That's why I've called it fair, light, tan, medium, dark, because you go on some and they're N27s of shades. You're like, oh, yeah, what's that, that mean? mean? Yeah. Um, but we're just about to launch four more shades in the foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I say four. We've already got four signed off, and I've literally just been looking at another one now mm. for an even lighter shade for the Asian market. Actually, mm, yeah, lighter shades because um, they surprisingly like to go very pale, don't they? Yeah, that the K beauty mm. and K pop. So, mm. so Korean beauty is miles ahead of us, and eighty yeah. percent of the men out there wear some form of yeah. makeup. You know, mm. it's huge out there. That's why Chanel Boy, Boy de Chanel, the right. makeup range. Mm-hmm that they launched in September 2018. Yeah. They targeted only uh, Asia to start.
0: Ah, yeah. interesting. Can we talk about the backlash? You yeah. Well, I know you and I discussed this a bit on the phone, didn't we? Yeah. And I found it really fascinating, actually, because... I suppose in the world of social media and Twitter and everything, Twitter it's, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Because everyone likes to have an opinion these days and yeah. likes to air it when they want to. <laughs> um as you. So as you, if they want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know what? I think, I mean, obviously, doing my yeah. own brand as well, I understand why people feel the need to comment. But sometimes I think the thing that used to get me is why do people have to be rude? Yeah. We why We're do people talking about feel, that this morning. Yeah. Actually. Why do they feel the need to sort of be so it almost feels kind of like it's so aggressive the way some people are. Do
1: that, you know what? Yeah. The people
0: that do that, though, I was talking about this morning, I, mm. I don't care about. No. You know, the
1: people who spend time to write the worldview comments about people, about a brand, and be really rude about it.
0: Yeah. That is not the person I'm targeting. No. So no, no, it does it am Absolutely Yeah. Not. Well, I've always said I think that, A, they've got too much time on their hands, and, B, they're obviously quite unhappy. Yeah, exactly. Be that that vicious to people. But I know you told me when we spoke before that you had some backlash from women. Yeah, so we went viral on Twitter back in May. Yeah.
1: So it's been an eventful month. Like Some other stuff happened. Like May, we put an advert out on Twitter. And Mm. as I said, you know how I mentioned we went quite masculine with our advertising. Yeah. So we did that and then it just went, so we put an advert out, which was a video of a guy getting ready, using our product, and it went viral. Mm. And within 24 hours, we had like 8 million views and it was growing quickly. A yeah, yeah. Um, lot of people on the website. <laughs> uh, and, um, <laughs> Were we you prepared say, for that? Did it crash? No, it didn't crash. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't. Yeah. No, no, but it's good because look, when the, and what it was, it was being branded as was toxic masculinity, which makes me absolutely... No. Yeah. Half people don't know what they're to write about toxic masculinity. No. Yeah. We're racist because someone looked on a concealer and we had a shade swatch and we didn't have darker shades on there. Right. And, you know, we're racist of all of a sudden. And it talks of masculinity about... And there was a lot of comments around, oh, men should just go into Sephora, yeah, mm. and buy a product. And that is what made me laugh secretly then. was I wasn't laughing then because I thought my world had fall apart. Mm. Was this is the whole reason I've created a brand because just to tell a man to walk into a woman's shop, which mm. is a Sephora, like amazing brand... Absolutely amazing, but traditionally, you know, women were going in there for female products. Tell mm. a 30 year old male who's never considered cosmetics before to so walk into a store like that yeah. and know what to buy or know who to talk to if you're comfortable, mm. it's never going to happen. No. So, we got a lot of those sort of comments and we had uh, some analytics. But then we were in like 50 publications around the world. Like all mm. the major everything you can imagine we were in um, yeah. phone off the hook for interviews we just didn't bother <coughs> I, it's like why get involved in the argument you're never going to win yeah. Yeah. but off the, the flip side of it some positives come from it we had some positive um, articles and we had the best ever week of sales like massive yeah. and we got a brand everyone was talking about us yeah. you know and and I, at the time I honestly thought this is it it's over mm. you know it was horrible uh, you know, I got really upset, really upset. Of I, well, emails got hacked. Dang. You know, all this sort of stuff happened. I'm thinking, that's it, it's finished. And then I'm starting to see sales. I'm like, well, hang on. And the message we got personally, said don't listen to any of it, it's amazing. You say, you're helping my son. who never wear makeup. Off the back of it, everyone knew who we were. Yeah. And,
0: you know. So in the end, bad press was good press. Yeah, yeah. and it, we yeah. did, we got an
1: analytics person to have a look at the data about Twitter, how many people were, and 80% of it was women.
0: Dang. Okay. Yeah, that must be awful, though, isn't it? Because you obviously you just launched, and then you suddenly feel like there's yeah, do you know what? Like, and now I can imagine what you felt.
1: But look, to be in any industry and to change a mindset or to start a conversation about something, mm. you have to. Be, I hate. Well, well I don't hate the words, but disruptive brands are the ones that make the difference. Yeah, and you know, and I did actually say in an interview with GQ afterwards that if I have to be catalyst in this conversation. Just to happen, then so be it, yeah. Or if we have to be the sacrilegious lamb, mm. but luckily we haven't had to do that, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know what? Dragon's Dead because no one, you know, you get ridiculed and you a bit of mm. backlash. Mm. No one read the story, no one took the mick out of my store, but no one took time to read about why the brand was founded and started, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then luckily we had Dragon's Dead round the corner, mm. which I knew. I think that was a real
0: positive for the brand? Oh, for huge, that, gosh.
1: Yeah. Absolutely huge. Mm. Right. The, well, I don't know if you, you obviously looked at it, but the feedback mm. we've had on YouTube and, you know, the comments were just overwhelming, mm. positive, mm. like 90% positive. And, I just, you know, the story was there and people got, got mm. understood the brand a lot better than just seen a, a, like, backlash of yeah. what, was, what was there. And, you know, like, yesterday New York posted an article and it just said about men's makeup, mm. you yeah? know, and said that... He, two and a half thousand men that they surveyed, 30% of them said they will try and make up, which is unbelievable for one. Mm. And then they like they say, well, top brands like Chanel, Boer, the boy and Tom Ford have done it before, but new edgy brands like Warpaint for Men are the ones leaving And you know, that's New York Post. Like, yeah. we GQ magazine on Monday, was mm. some Reuters. Do you know what I mean? So, off... The back of all of this, we're getting loads of positive press. Yeah, you know, obviously we launched a story to talk to some huge retailers. Yeah. So joining them really to help get the message, yeah, all the story across. Yeah. So and off the back of it, I'm doing stuff like this, like this with you, Neil, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, that wouldn't have happened otherwise yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm a massive believer in fate yeah my, me too my number plate on my car is F8 grey. is it yeah because I and don't I'm saying like, prom, I'm like I've got a really expensive <laughs> car I definitely have it.
0: Um you got it on a Fiat 500 yeah I've got a Fiat 500 no way yeah, so like, our
1: missus has got the big car I've got a Fiat 500 no <laughs> But it's not on that. But yeah, I've got a few funds. <laughs> that's, that's how much I've sacrificed this, yeah. yeah. You know, I had nice cars, we launched my house, mm. sold sort of watches, like everything. It's this yeah. brand. Yeah. Yeah, big believer in fate. and mm-hmm. just like, you know, it caused a stir, got a brand, and then the positive came from
0: Dragon's Den. So it's just been... I remember when we spoke on the phone, there was a thing about Men's Health magazine as well, wasn't there? Because we talked about that. I'd, I I to say, I find that quite interesting, that there's a magazine that is for men's health. Doesn't really cover mental Do you health. You
1: know what? I'm, I am I never like to backlash against what, what people say and, and mm-hmm. have got. I've got a real thing about mental health and why they went to us. Mm. So, mental health in an article, and This it's first time I've ever been vocal about this, by the way, mm. they wrote about how it was toxic the way we used a certain man to sell a product. And, you know, the guy we used was a model six pack, got tattoos on him. I did that for a reason to break stereotypes. Yeah. You? And they. The we ones who are saying, "Oh, it's like they're using a model to sell." And if like, you look on the front of Men's Health magazine,
0: yeah,
1: do you know what I mean? Go mm-hmm. and have a look. And it's about Men's Health. And it's always about the body. Mm. Yeah, like every every month, you know. Yeah. So they have a back going me about trying to sell a product like that. Mm. So that's really not. Like, um, you know what I mean? that's, yeah. What, that's disgusting. Yeah, because and that's, that's journalism for you. Yeah, you're right? not jumping on a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. So, but not no. I, I say journalism like that. I don't rip them all off. but no you know I just couldn't believe that that came from, from them Yeah. when you know they're renowned for putting boats with six packs on Quantum the front and men's health like it, really. my health is in my head yeah. which is which is. Yeah. you know that's as much as in your health as what you want yeah. because
0: Sandra introduced us she said to me when she met you that she was chatting to you mm-hmm. and she said that you feel like you've become a bit of an an unexpected mental health campaigner as well. Yeah, de- yeah, yeah.
1: When I started the brand, obviously I wanted to tell my story about why I started it, so people understood mm-hmm. I'm not just someone doing it to just make money or sort a gap in the market. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to distance myself from the brand, and like I wouldn't brand forward and meet behind, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, but ever since going viral and Dragons Den, it's propelled me to the front of the brand. And I understand now that mm-hmm. has happened. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I have to be more involved about. Because it's more relatable for people. Yeah. So off the back of that, you know, I do like I've done podcasts for Metro, over Yours. I've got a, a founder with an app coming to see me next week. Mm. Watch, there's loads of stuff. think to you, Neil. Mm. And uh, anything like this to help, or there's stuff that happens, right? Like we got a message from a woman on Facebook saying her son, sixteen year old, suffers fifteen, sorry, suffers with rosacea. He used to. Not want to go out, shy away from cameras, never have his photo taken. He would. She tried to get him to use makeup, never used it mm. until she found wall paint. Right. Used it, and then she sent a picture of him to me saying, "You don't understand. This has changed my life and his." Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me upset now. Thinking about it, yeah. But, like that is so powerful, and like what you can do with a bit of makeup. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, like mm. I don't want to be a campaign. That, like, it's hard. Cause you're sort of falling into it, but I'm. Yeah. Up for, and I thought, and you know, I have so many memory reach to me on LinkedIn. Mm because that's the only social media platform I had personally at the time. Yeah. But I had, like, so many messages from men just saying, after you're them, I've suffered and I've never told anyone. Like, mm. So, mate, like, just thank you for even bringing it up. Because probably it's more for you, especially men, is like, like, people think, oh, no, men don't have that. So, oh, rubbish. Yeah. Right? They really do. Yeah. 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 Like, as, as bad as women, mate. But women yeah. just don't talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Even... Yeah, so if you and women have had tools to be able to, not saying a makeup fixes it because it definitely doesn't, but right. right? just to have a tool to maybe help you deal with certain yeah, things. Yeah, you know, yeah, But acne. Yeah, but acne. A lot of women who would like really struggle, like, but men who struggle have to, just it mm-hmm. Why not be able to use a product
0: that would potentially help you? Yeah, you about? yeah. And so, do you get approached with people who've got body dysmorphia? Yeah. Do they come to you? Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. oh, I I'd, I'd get quite a lot, mm-hmm. and I try and talk to. How do you deal with it? Do you try and talk. Yeah, it mm-hmm. must be hard. Because yeah, it's, like, it's kind of... It's like with me, you know, when I did my interview for Man Talk, I suddenly got approached by so many hairdressers who were like, oh my God, I've been suffering yeah. from anxiety, depression. Exactly the same. Everything that you've talked about resonates with me. Da, 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 da. And again, really unexpected. And I'm like you, I was a bit like, I haven't done this to suddenly become a, a mental health campaigner. It's not my on debt with this do you know what I mean but I was very like but I just I want to try and help people but I, all I can do is try to veer them in the direction exactly I think that's yeah. what it is like
1: yeah. all of a sudden you can't become a counsellor because no. that's not what I am no but I've literally spoke to every person who messaged me mm. you know and it's very you can, some of them just want to say thanks which is so nice yeah and then you know I've actually spoke to quite a few on the phone
0: but sometimes really, it's just knowing that there's somebody else out there that's had the same problem as I, you.
1: Like. That's exactly what I said to a lot of people that if I could have possibly spoke to someone yeah. who I know suffered like I did and maybe talked to me on the way because what I used to say with counselling and stuff like that which there's definitely a space for it it's like I always say they don't understand what's, they don't know what it feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they don't like they don't know what it feels like to have body dysmorphia no. they don't as much as yeah. they like, try to help and give you tactics and ways to deal with things mm-hmm. they don't know how your mind works and how you're actually feeling. So that for me was a little bit like where maybe if I had someone who was like, such lock idea, I could have been like, God, maybe like tips on how to deal with it. Yeah, making it like this is all right. Do mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Like, don't be ashamed of it. Just mm. like speak, like, speak about it. Yeah.
0: Do you feel now at where you're at right now today? I I always think anything sort of mental health wise because I know this. I mean, my anxiety. I know I've always said it's a bit like a light switch, but yeah, it's a dimmer yeah. one. You can turn it down, yeah, but it's really good. hard to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. but
1: that's amazing. To it yeah, yeah. I mean, That is exactly how it feels. Yeah,
0: and sometimes it's like somebody's turned it up a bit, unide- and yeah, oh, it wasn't me. You yeah, know what I
1: mean? it's, sometimes it's like, I say, um, like I apologise to the guy sometimes in the office because I'm late, because I've had a really bad morning bit ready. Mm. two hours, yeah know, so come out, of the, blue, comes out yeah. the blue comes out the blue. I get my haircut once a week. Mm-hmm. Every five to seven, it looks eight. great, by the way. I know. About Jeremy, his haircut, but I've got such straight hair; it grows mm. outwards. But I need to have my haircut every five to seven weeks just because it helps me. I feel better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then I will start panicking, and then you know, if I don't know an outfit when I go out, and, so no, I still have it, but I'm a lot better than mm. let's say five six years ago. It, five times, ten times better. Yeah. So it's very manageable now. It doesn't That's affect good. my life as much. Yeah. Like, it actually does yeah. like. Don't get me wrong, sometimes it's awful. Mm-hmm. And the anxiety, you know, fucking, I mean, just like, you know, mate, like yeah. how bad it is. Yeah. But compared to where I was, mm. and that's because I've learned to cope and deal with it, and I've used tools to help me Yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah, cool. Just one last question on your company and everything. Without, obviously, revealing things that you can't talk about yet, yeah. what's next? World
1: domination. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's the right answer. Do you know what? I just want us to be... Leading the charge for men using makeup just to become the norm, and I know before it's like, well, you can just go and buy a product, but let's like let's make makeup gender neutral rather than a brand mm. or a product. Yeah. By so, hopefully within the next few years that will be. If you ask hundred men, name your men's makeup brand, then hopefully at least half of them
0: will say well mm. The fact that you're saying about it being gender neutral, would you consider? trying to tap into the women's market. No, that's not what I'm about. No. Do you know uh, know what? There's a place for
1: that, and there are gender-neutral brands out there that they top... When I say there's gender-neutral brands, they're not. Like, MAC say they're Mm. gender-neutral, or big conglomerates say. But all my point is that if you go on their website, there's no man on the front page. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or the packaging necessarily isn't what a man wants. These tutorials are over-complicated for a man who just wants to use a little bit of concealer or a Mm. base foundation. Mm. So... I don't really want to... Um, you know, our language and everything is about how... I've tailored it for what I wanted yeah. you know, as a man. I don't mm. know if like people are like it or not. So, I don't know. At women's is a lot more complicated than men. Yeah, in terms it's a lot of of more intense, isn't it, in terms of what they need.
0: Yeah, because yeah. at the minute,
1: we're not talking about contouring and mm. highlighting and stuff like that. We're just like, this is basic. Like, yeah. Just give yourself a nice, even finish. So, mm. yeah, hopefully we'll become the brand... They just breaks down that. That's that yeah. it's breaking down massively even now since we launched mm. a year ago. So I just want to be remembered as one of the brands that's was leading the way. Down. Yeah, amazing. I made a bit of a difference in the beauty industry, which can be like so crowded. Yeah, so the team, we have, oh uh, my god, it's massive. The beauty <laughs> industry is like, isn't it? Just, there's so many brands and yeah. skincare. Like, and hopefully, I think our heads above the parapet at the minute in terms of a brand. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people have heard about us in beauty, not necessarily the world or yeah, but hopefully, we can be. Yeah, just that brand that stood out a little bit and tried mm.
0: and did things a bit different. Are you going to do any advertising? Do you think, or are you going to leave it as it is? Uh,
1: it's hard oh, yeah. to say, isn't it? But yeah, it's hard to that. say, but yeah, I think like I think you'll see a lot of stuff from us over the next six to 12 months. There's yeah. a lot of exciting conversations we're having. Yeah, like
0: groundbreaking stuff. Mm. Do you know? Because I watched a couple of your YouTube videos of, and there's that guy who was like in his 60s, oh, dude, Dave, yeah, which yeah. is brilliant. I love that. Yeah,
1: thanks. Like that's what I wanted to do as well. Was we want to make like people say we watch demographic and it's ridiculous. It's from fifteen to sixty-five year olds. Yeah. And it's one of our best customer bases, between fifteen and sixty five. Wow. Yeah, and that's it only I mean, a little bit of concealer, but it's still mm. makeup. And what we're trying to do with the real stories is real customers and we're just showing them the real stories about different types of people
0: mm.
1: that use makeup to some to some extent. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna make a confession now. Obviously I grew up I was a teenager in the eighties. Yep we were all wearing makeup guys girls yeah, yeah. And everything then I didn't do anything for years Bowie was that Bowie yeah, was that yeah he, was he was like was... late 70s but like yeah. he was he was the really makeup. the pioneer of yeah. men yeah, yeah. wearing makeup but that's a trend wasn't it yeah it rather was. than I don't think it's yeah. a trend but... it, it was a trend because it was it wasn't like he was doing it like a fit it was like actual full on yeah yeah yeah, and yeah like... totally he was creating shapes on yeah. his face but then you know with like the romantics in the early 80s and stuff it was like you know I mean I was wearing mascara I was wearing eyeliner, mm. but it wasn't a thing to cover up. It was just a trend. Yeah. But now, I mean, I'm 52 now, and it's kind of interesting because I'm doing a lot of filming stuff and for my YouTube channel, and I wear makeup for that now. But it's a different, it's a different type of makeup. Yeah. I'm putting stuff on to make my skin look even. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. And since I've been doing that, I'm now. Here, here's me confessing. I've now actually started to wear makeup if I go out. Yeah. I mean, do you
1: know what? And I think that's a great example where. People don't know what how it makes you feel like, yeah. and until you try it, yeah. And then people try and go, God, yeah!" Like, yeah, mm. it does. It's yeah, you know. And it's not a case where you, then you get hooked on makeup. It's not. No. It's like as you've seen, like just to be able to even yourself out, and make you, even though I guarantee you probably. Nine out of ten people, or probably ten out of ten, won't know you're wearing makeup mm. yourself. You feel a little bit yeah. more confident, yeah. And if that little bit more confidence helps you be the real you, then what's yeah, the good totally.
0: I mean, like, you yeah. know, I don't wear it to feel like I'm or to look like I'm wearing it, no. but it is just to cover things up. Like you say, when we talk about the spots earlier, you get yeah. spot on your nose, or
1: redness, you know, like on your nose and stuff like that. I'm yeah. wearing now or today foundation, concealer, and a little bit of bronze. You know? Wow. So
0: just and looking at true. you, I, you don't look like you have anything on at all. Yeah, that's the whole
1: point. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an article come out soon that in a big newspaper that you'll see
0: what we're trying to do with makeup. Yeah, amazing. Well, thanks, Danny. That's great. I mean, I'm just going to go through my rapid questions with there, this? which everyone has to do. Yeah. I'm afraid. I like it though. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Answer them. You want one word sentence? Do you have a guilty pleasure? Uh, sour sweet. I love all your, all your office are turning around Now to him <laughs> <laughs> Sour sweets I love sour sweets Sour sweets We'll um, be fighting um, For them if outrageous, we Outrageous yeah. yeah Who would you like To play you in a film Of your life Tom Hardy Oh god yeah Tom Hardy yeah. He is Cool He is hard. the man Isn't he <laughs> And he reads Bedtime stories yeah. That's the <laughs> <laughs> If you could be Invisible for the day Where would you go And what would you Like to do that's a great question I would want to go into Mac and find Mac makeup Mac makeup yeah with,
1: and just be see the what they really. yeah 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 I think so it's fine yeah just yeah. to see like you know like a leading brand like that and just yeah. and learn really yeah
0: is that sad <laughs> no no do you know what mine <laughs> is I'll probably, that's what I'll do right now five <laughs> years ago 100% I would Yeah. Take or when yeah. I was 19 there'll yeah. be a very different answer shall I tell you what mine is I would like to sit in a room with the Queen and Prince Andrew right now and listen oh to their God. conversation. <laughs> that is a brilliant one. Right. What's
1: your karaoke song of choice? Oh, do you like singing? No, yeah, um, <laughs> no, I, yeah. What did I do the other day? Not the other day. I did... Do you know what was quite funny? So I was at my old job at Christmas do Everyone sat down. And the, the CEO gets up and he says, "Can you ra- remember Matt Terry? One yeah, X the because yeah, exactly. they reckon I look like him you. It. Do my God,
0: now you've said it. No,
1: no, do not. Is that a like diss? That. Sorry, <laughs> <it was> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> they were like that. Oh, and you know he did the Christmas song yeah, that he got to number yeah, yeah. one. They yeah. were like, oh, we've got Matt Terry in here, He was taking the piss, yeah. Yeah. So i got, i and like, okay, i got up. And i sung the whole song. We're down <laughs> <laughs> a storm. But no, that was the same get on it. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I look like him. So yeah. Don't you do look a bit like him. Don't seem like yeah. him though. It's a good thing though. It's not a bad thing. Thank you. Do you have a favourite film? Notting Hill. Which celebrity do you have the hots for? Oh, Demi yeah.
1: Moore. Oh my god. Oh really? Oh my god. It's <laughs> literally <laughs> since. <laughs> since <laughs> l- literally since. Is she seventy now? Oh, she she's no, she's not, mate. She's
0: like don't diss her please do you know what I've done out here no you haven't I have yeah a couple of times yeah like, my Mr.
1: My, if my mister <laughs> she always says like, she's lovely but when when she comes on when she comes on TV or anything comes up like the other day when I was walking through Sky I went I can't believe it you know sometimes they like a, a, a person who's like Demi Moore yeah. all of her films mm-hmm. she, have you seen strip
0: Tease by Demi Moore yeah <laughs> Anyway, Demi Moore. Um, Demi Moore. That's the definite, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, she's amazing. Is she? Yeah. yeah. I literally! Do you know what it was?
1: I was so. she's It was her first crush I had in my life. Right. So when I was like eight or something. Yeah. And my mum's friend looked like her a bit, and like, I can remember we went to watch Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, someone else sat on my mum's friend's lap, and I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's so true. Honestly, that's so
0: true. Brilliant. What's your beauty rating? Get up,
1: shower, do the same routine pretty much in the shower. Then I'll get out, uh, moisturise. It doesn't take me long to be honest. And then get dressed. Then I'll do my uh, makeup Mm. routine, which takes five minutes, if that. Hair.
0: Done. Done. Meat, veggie or vegan? Meat. Mm. So what's your favourite food? If I had to pick one... They're all turning around <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. waiting for your
1: answer. Okay. If I had one thing left to eat, yeah, yeah I'd think I what pizza. Yeah. pizza. Pizza. I know that's like, people be like, oh, I like, whatever the possible is that popular
0: <laughs> about pizza. I'd say I love pizza. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. It's Italian <laughs> cheese on toast. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Right? Yeah. What's the last song you listened to? I don't really listen to music. Don't I listen, listen to music. music. No,
1: no. I, if you're saying, what's your last song I actually played, it is... Oh, my God, you know what it was? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Right. Uh, she did Silent Night. Really? And she did a duet with two others in America. Right. And because there was music on the other day on the radio, she chucked at Christmas, I thought, oh, we like that. I i put it yeah. on. So that's what I to. Okay. If you
0: could trade lines. Sure, mate, these with... aren't quick fire, are they? I'm
1: a bit like. Well, no, I said, but
0: you can answer them. Yeah, and, yeah, You can elaborate more if you want. If you could trade lines with anybody for a day, who would it be and why? The uh, CEO of Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be down. And will be down
1: within a day. i so no, it would be someone crazy, like, if I could, when he was alive, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. I know that's mad, mm-hmm. but do you know what it is? It's that like I love anything to do with the universe, mm-hmm. and just to have his brain yeah. for a day. Did you see. watch the film about him? Yeah, yeah I've it's it's read, read, like, read his book. I to, well, I can't really read, because I'm dyslexic. Mm-hmm. I read slowly, so I <laughs> listen to his book, yeah. all his books. Because and... I was going to say something like David Beckham, but just see what it's like to be someone like that, but for mm-hmm. me, to, to see what your brain works like.
0: Yeah. Are you a good dancer? Uh, they're all turning around yeah, again. Well, they're not in. <laughs> so I wouldn't. Well, but
1: I, if my mates were in a the room, there's five of us, there's a pole, there's something. Well, You'd be on it. I can Irish dance.
0: Can you? I can belly dance. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I do flatly. I
0: know, yeah, I do quite a few bits. You can dance then, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it is, right? It's kind of you like this. So when we
1: go to clubs, especially back in the day, with the boys, soon as we we're out for beers in a bar as mm. soon as we get to a, a nightclub we're like see, see you later dad because I I'll literally soon we'd go to a nightclub on
0: the dance floor and right. then I wouldn't yeah. see them for three hours yeah. so I will just dance I was a bit like that I love dancing we need night out mate. yeah exactly one item you couldn't live without right now genuinely mm-hmm. probably foundation okay what chore do you hate doing bins bins out what is one thing that annoys you the most close your ears everyone else <laughs> um, thing that annoys me most road rage, probably. Oh, road bad road. drivers. Yeah. Last two. What would you say is your best feature or personality trait? I'd probably, I, I try to laugh. Impersonation.
1: Are you good at impersonation?
0: Just one. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. <I> do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it with the mic, stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> Last question, which I've actually written, but I know the answer to this now because I put, yeah. "Are you single?". No, I'm not. You're single. not single, so, yeah, so, so I've been yeah. with my sister for ten years. Got two young kids. Yeah,
1: uh, four and uh, fourteen weeks, Roman and Rudy.
0: For the record, Matt, Matt, my CEO just went. I am Matt C- uh, Dan. CEO is single, if so offer our postcard or send um, an email to. Uh... <laughs> don't okay. go. Don't go via his LinkedIn photo. <laughs> 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 he's got a beard anyone who's interested in beards that's it thank you done, uh, yeah, yeah. Neil, thank you, very thank much. you so, so you much that was amazing yeah thank you wicked mate cool <laughs> thank you for listening to in bed with neil moody with my guest danny gray war paint makeup for men is currently available from the website www.warpaintformen.com harvey nichols and sephora If you want to get in bed with me again and another of my guests, then you can subscribe to my podcast on all the regular platforms to ensure that you don't miss an episode. There are other episodes including all of Series 1 already available to listen to straight away. Thanks for listening.